0: believe the next ice age is on its way according to recent evidence
1: it could come sooner than anyone had expected
2: why is it that you can always tell when we're in the way back machine on a on a news clip you know (laughs) <laughs> there's like there's like certain certain things about it that you go oh yeah that was like 60s 70s that's true that was a 1974 documentary having a nice age anyway I am so grateful you're listening in today you're listening to the Kate Daly Show you can go to katedalyradio.com for podcasts each hour of the show is on podcast you can re-listen to it and share it widely I actually appreciate it when you share it in in blogs and and uh, on comment sections um, of pages and. And also articles because we gotta get the word out right. And uh I always appreciate that. If I'm not on your local dial, call your radio station and tell them to get the Kate Daly show. Also, uh you can also uh give to the show and make sure we stay on the air. There's a Patreon link and also a PayPal link located right on the home page and we sure need it and we sure appreciate it. And uh and I also every Wednesday have Melissa Smith uh calling in, uh WCGO Chicago. And I'm so grateful to you, Melissa, for calling in on this because you got quite an hour ahead this is going to be quite uh, an hour Yeah, i think so yeah i think these things i i don't know a huge amount about them so i'm actually really excited to learn from you well it's a big thing to take on al gore (laughs) <laughs> no? Yeah, oh boy, little Al Gore. Oh gosh, he reminds me of Frankenstein. Yes, Al Gore. Um, let's talk about uh, you. You're right in smack in the middle of the weather going on in the United States. That's front page right now.
1: We are, and um, I just looked up today. What's the longest streak of consecutive rainy days mm-hmm. uh, for my region? Chicago apparently set the record back in 1880 with 11 straight days. But those eleven days added up to a total of about two inches of rain. Mm-hmm. I know that we just day before yesterday had a rainfall that was over two inches of rain, and they are expecting two more tonight overnight where I am. Mm, wow! And I am in uh, northeastern Indiana. I I am surrounded by farm fields, mm-hmm. and nobody's planted. Nobody yeah. has.
2: I was just talking about that on a on a local show, and and uh, I'll say this: we they're very far behind, and they're a little worried. I mean, well, I should say a lot worried, because we're going to end up seeing that cost um, of of them not being able to plant, and so it's it's extremely wet, and it's going to be extremely hard to plant those those things that we actually rely on so much. Well, Soadians We are corn. also
1: in the we were. Um, in the middle of the the rough weather that came through. Um, I have family that lives in Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. and we were very concerned. Um, my mother-in-law lived less than a mile from the touchdown of a tornado, so we were concerned about her safety. Sure, sure. Um, and it's been a crazy, we've had tornado outbreaks for how many of the last consecutive days?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there, uh, Reed Timmer, famous for his... Um, he, he's a, the famous storm chaser, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that films tornadoes. He had a he had a TV show on the Weather Channel a while back. But Reed Timmer says there's no end in sight yet to the rough weather that we can be expecting. More tornadoes in Tornado Alley. He's in fact, his comment was, Tornado Alley is just heating up. Wow. Hmm. So yeah, we're we're yeah. It's really hard for me sometimes to tell uh, to tell people that the climate is not doing something odd,
2: mm-hmm. um, but I'm not a believer in man-made global warming. Well, no, and I, I did the numbers yesterday. We were going through the numbers, and I'm telling you, we've had... We've had years like this all the way back as, as soon as they were recording the weather, we've had years like this. It's just hard because it's hard to remember. I think all the other stresses in life too lend themselves to seeing the weather and then all of a sudden kind of going a little berserk about it. But we have to keep in mind that we've had record years before. We've had years where we've had deaths. We've had all kinds of stuff going on, the same kinds of things we have right now and, and keep that historical perspective fresh. Well, here's the historical perspective
1: that I really think most of us okay. can't remember. Okay. And, and I'm going to give you a little analogy. Um, when Gettysburg happened, uh, everybody rushed to put monuments up on the battlefield because they were never going to forget Mm-hmm. the sacrifice of the soldiers at gettysburg and and the same thing happened after vietnam we have a beautiful memorial in in washington dc and we were never going to forget when 911 happened we're never going to forget oh we're never going to forget but the truth of the matter is people forget mm-hmm. if it didn't happen in your lifetime you forget Right. And it is human nature not to remember. I mean, l- let's talk for a minute about the medieval warm period. You remember that those days, Kate? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody remembers the medieval warm mm-hmm. period. <laughs> We're talking about the mm-hmm. Middle Ages in yeah. Europe, right? <laughs> not heavily documented? Yes. <laughs> well, not even heavily talked about in mm-hmm. history books. yeah. Because who thinks that climatology is really fascinating? Not not many. <laughs> not many. I, right. I'm the weird one here. Yeah. But there there are cycles of climate as well. We everybody's familiar with the the Ice Age, right? Mm-hmm. We all know. Mm-hmm. And the people who are giving us the global warming thing don't have any explanation for the Ice Age. Mm-hmm but if we think about it the earth if, if you look at earth science the earth has had periods when it was very frosty mm-hmm. it's had very, periods where it was very tropical as well yeah and just not in our lifetime mm-hmm. or in the maybe the past 100 years ago but do we realize that if we dial the if we dial the way back machine a little bit farther back mhm if we go back to the maybe turn of the eighteen hundred century, so between 1799 and 1800, in that stretch, mm-hmm. <clears throat> do we realize that Charles Dickens, who was writing at, the, at about the turn of the century, plus or minus, a little bit mm-hmm. after that, was writing about Christmases in England that were very snowy. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth today. Yeah. Oh, well, it must be global warming, right? Right, right. But it wasn't the truth, bef- like in the thirteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. So, climate has these crazy cycles, and one of the things that I think has been under discussed, under documented, under reported, and is not part of the global warming discussion at all, mm-hmm. is the role of the sun, ah, in climate. Okay. So the sun, just like everything else, Mm -hmm. has cycles. The solar cycle, cycle the sun cycles about every eleven years, Mm -hmm. and it goes from within that eleven-year cycle, it goes from high numbers of sunspots and solar activity to low numbers of sunspots and solar activity. And th- those are called, you know, the high level is the solar maximum, the low level is the solar minimum, and, and then it flips every 11 years, and it's related to changing magnetic fields of the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are, so uh, we have just concluded cycle 23. Now that, I'm assuming that that's not from the beginning, the dawn of time, right? Right, right. That's since they've been documenting solar cycles. Okay. But the people who study the sun, the solar scientists, are all saying, watch out for cycle 24, the one that we are just beginning. And we are actually entering right now a solar minimum that is coming earlier than expected. Hmm. So... Every, periodically, and for reasons that no one can understand, mm-hmm. there's a thing called a grand solar minimum. Okay. In which the sun is still cycling, but the highs are never quite as high, but the lows become very low. Okay. And they extend, the lows are extended over more time. The most famous of all the cycle um, grand solar minimums was called the Maunder minimum. Okay. And the Bonder Minimum was from, let me see if I can pull the date here real quick. It was from about 1650 Mm -hmm. to about 17, 1645 to 1715. Okay. Now, we we know that lots of exciting things happened in there. Well, we don't know enough history, right? Mm -hmm. But that was about a 70-year stretch that was the coldest cycle That Europe had ever had climatologically. Hmm. There were villages in Europe that had encroaching glacial ice sheets. Mm -hmm. Villages were destroyed. Wow. A Swiss village called upon the Bishop of Geneva to go and exorcise yeah. <laughs> the yeah. glacier.
2: Well, this is what led to all, the, all, the, uh, all the, the witch hunts. This is what led to it, because when the priests couldn't get rid of the weather, then we had a huge problem because they relied on the priests to get rid of the weather and, and to describe the weather and to understand what was going on. It's, it's interesting how the towns and communities relied on, on their priests to do that. Kind of interesting. Well,
1: e- there's a whole bunch of things. And mm-hmm. we could look at the, the history that was happening. Mm-hmm. 1645, England was in the middle of a great civil war. There's lots of historical events that were happening sure. at that period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that was also... That maunder minimum, right, in that 70-year period is surrounded by 145 years preceding it and 135 years following it that's called the Little Ice Age. Right. Right, and so we don't talk so much about the Little Ice Age.
2: No, we don't. You're not going to find it in the headlines because this would mean that things were cyclical.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't Our populations mean that all the low. mammoths died either, right? Right. Humanity survived the Little Ice Age. Yes, but we, we have things during the Little Ice Age that are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there are those climatologists that believe. And this is really controversial, Mm -hmm. because we all know that global warming, that science is all settled. So this couldn't possibly be anything relevant. (laughs)
2: Right.
1: Right. But there are those who believe Uh that these changes in polarity and magnetism in the sun, which Mm -hmm. impact the magnetism and polarity on the Earth, Mm -hmm. as well as it affects ocean currents, Mm -hmm. It affects the atmospheric radiation and how much heat is coming into the Earth. Mm -hmm. It also can stir up volcanic activity. Right. It can, the grand solar minimums um, can, all. and here's where it gets really interesting, precipitative extremes. So that means we are likely to see cycles of intense flooding, Mm -hmm. which is what we're kind of looking at right here, where the rain just keeps raining and raining and raining. Sure. Or alternating with extreme drought, Hmm. which other places have seen recently. There was just a horrific hailstorm out in the in the. where is it? Wyoming area. Yes, Nebraska, I was just reading just...
2: about that. Actually, I was just actually just barely reading about that before the show. And we're going to come right back on the Kate Daly show, uh, describing really what's going on with the weather. I love it with Melissa Smith, our guest for the hour and co-host. And we we'll right back.
1: struggle with your health and are frustrated with what you've tried so far inside out hyperbaric and wellness can help we use live cell analysis to identify your symptoms then utilize regenerative solutions like hyperbaric oxygen therapy stem cell therapy and pro body supplements to strengthen your immune system and naturally unlock your body's healing power call us today at 634-9355 to schedule your free consultation that's 634-9355 inside
3: out hyperbaric and wellness bringing out the best in you
0: you love sleep? Same here. How about saving money? I love it too. Well, then you're going to go nuts for the Memorial Day sale at Best Mattress. Save up to $1,000 on the brands you know and trust. Serta, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, and now Sealy and Stearns and Foster. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Oh, and what's your take on interest? Hate it? Good! Because you get up to 72 months of 0% interest here at Best
4: Mattress, home of the Sleep Easy Guarantee. Would you like to participate in stock market gains with zero risk? Join Lyle Boss of Boss Financial Friday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 1450.
3: Just imagine an all-inclusive resort experience in sunny St. George, an 18-hole championship golf course, tennis courts, restaurant, swimming pool, and
2: drinks served to you as you're lounging at the pool. Sound like a dream? It's reality
1: at the brand-new nightly rental Bloomington Villas at Bloomington Country Club. These new villas
2: are now selling starting at $3.99. For more info, visit BloomingtonVillas.com.
4: Bedrock Quartz, shaping nature's stone to beautify your home. Visit Bedrock Quartz during the month of May and get a free Apple Watch with a qualifying purchase. A free Apple Watch when you choose your beautiful new countertop. And really, isn't it time for your upgrade? Call or visit one of our four Utah showrooms in West Jordan, Pleasant Grove, Layton, and St. George for offer details. This offer is valid through May 31st, so don't wait. And at Bedrock Quartz, it's always eight days from template to install. Visit Bedrock Quartz today.
3: The Painters Mitsubishi 2019 Summer Savings Event is here with more reasons to get out and drive. And how far you go is up to you. Try the new Outlander. Crossover with three-row seating starting at only $20,750. Or the new Eclipse Cross starting at only $20,990. Painter's Mitsubishi, home of the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty with a haggle and hassle-free purchase experience. There's only one Painter's Mitsubishi, 1600 South Hilton Drive next to Camping World. All rebate to dealer plus tax license and fees. S-number M0717 and M0663.
4: Join the hunt. While looking for the rocks, find the cash by downloading the All On Biz app. Use a single coupon anytime at nearly 200 local businesses. And the 499 membership is covered for the month. All on Biz has deals from your favorite local restaurants, golf courses, entertainment spots, and more. All discounts and cash prizes renew at the 1st of each month. Use promo code KZNU when downloading the All on Biz app. That's A L L O N B I Z.
3: Take me wherever I can work out with okay. all my
4: Athletic Club introduces Learn and Grow with Miss Laurie and Summit Kid Camps are back. Enrollment is now open with limited space, so call today. Learn and Grow with Miss Laurie is a great review for your kids ages four to six, twice a week through the months of June and July. Your kids will review the basics they learned in preschool and kindergarten. And don't forget, all the Summit Kid Camps, from wacky science to kids in the kitchen. Summit is offering a handful of day camps in June and July for ages four to ten. And also an end-of-summer water party that's gonna be held on the tennis courts that your kids don't wanna miss. Summit is is limited so call jc at 435-760-8337 to enroll your little ones today don't forget summit has kids tennis camps and swimming lessons all to keep your kids active this summer and happy call summit athletic club today for details
0: Choice At the Sesame Hut restaurant in Houston, a Korean immigrant owner trains Hispanic immigrant workers to prepare Chinese-style food for a black clientele. This is no melting pot. It's a wok that works. It's a world of variety coming together to bring out the best. Mugu guy pan on a tortilla with kimchi and black-eyed peas. We can come together, live together in a world of great variety.
1: From the Mennonite churches. For more information, visit thirdway.com.
4: Talk lines are open now. Call 888 673 1450. This is The Kate Daly Show. Welcome back.
2: You're listening to The Kate Daly Show. This is the, this is a really, I hope everyone's listening in. I, and we'll get to Mueller and, and some other things in the last hour, USS Liberty. I want to talk about that too, if we have time. But, uh, let me, let me say this on this subject. Right now, we are getting hit from every level, besides the Mueller report, besides the word impeachment. This is getting so ridiculous. I can't even believe they're, they're there now, uh, trying to still impeach Trump over having absolutely no crime whatsoever. But this is, this fascinates me only because the, the argument that they, they keep making, the Al Gores, the progressive liberals, is that it's human cause, human cause, that we're, that we're the enemy to the earth and that we are causing and wreaking all this havoc on the earth. And what Melissa's bringing to the table are the things that are actually wreaking havoc on the earth, we're not the contrived narrative that comes from the globalists and the left to extract taxes and steal from us uh, for an irrelevant reason that's absolutely ridiculous. No, This is actually what is actually happening. So for me, Melissa, I can't even imagine that this is controversial because when we're talking sunspots, when we're talking uh, the grand solar minimum, which a lot of people don't know about, when we're talking about these things, these are the things contributing to some of the havoc being wreaked right now. And it has throughout history. That's why we call it cyclical. Back when populations were extremely low, we still had these very things that we contend with. But we don't we are not good enough students of history to look back and say oh my gosh look during right.
1: the middle ages it was a warm phase populations increased because they were at, they added arable land they added agricultural land to mm-hmm. their to their farming mm-hmm. and then then it kind of turned and there was a a a cooling phase and inside of the little ice age we find things like the black plague mm-hmm. We find disease, we find freaky, weird weather systems that sure. that kind of spooked people. Mm-hmm. We find all this political instability, lots of things were happening it it doesn't and you know in in thirteen hundred, there was no internal combustion engine that was adding co two to the atmosphere <laughs> exactly seriously <laughs> so here's here's a a, a great comment. And from an authority on the subject, he says world temperatures may end up a lot cooler than now for 50 years or more. Because the, the next prediction for this the, the cool-down, the grand solar minimum that's coming, that has already begun, mm-hmm. um, is they're predicting it to last at least three to four solar cycles. So three solar cycles would be 30-plus years. Four would be closer. We're getting close to 50 years. Okay, this is said by... Henrik Svensmark, director of the Center for Sun Climate Research at Denmark's National Space Institute. Okay, so I'm thinking that Sven, or Henrik here is not a slouch. Right. He knows what he's talking about. He's a, he's a solar scientist. Anyway, here's what he says. It will take a long battle to convince some climate scientists that the sun is important. It may well be that the sun is going to demonstrate this on its own without the need for their help. Huh. <laughs> so we we haven't uh-huh. had any global warming mm-hmm. documentable mm-hmm. for the last 15 years. Right. Don't tell If we see mm-hmm. significant a, a trend toward global cooling, mm-hmm. which I think has already begun, mm-hmm. um, the sun it doesn't care what Al Gore's politics tell him the cause is. Right. But I'm looking forward to the fact that the global warming or now the, the new climate change people are going to make a lot out of all well, of this. Well,
2: they're the ones that are saying this is controversial because they don't want to allude to the to, to the actual things happening. They want to blame it on the human. They get a lot more mileage out of blaming it on us than they ever right. would just talking about what you're talking about right now. Like most people, like what's a one-minute takeaway uh, soundbite of what is a grand solar minimum? How would you, what, what would you say to people?
1: It is a decrease in solar activity that has a direct impact on the Earth's climate. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. And then the next sentence after that is sunspots shoot, it helps to heat up. Our atmosphere. Sunspots are ejections of heat and radiant energy out of the sun. Mm-hmm. We're having none of that right now, so it cools our upper atmosphere. Okay. Now, there was a year that many people don't know about called 1813 in New England. They called it 1800 and froze to death <laughs> wow. because they had a killing frost every month of the year.
4: Hmm
1: and what what was the cause of that well they were part of the, they were still within that little ice age zone mm-hmm. but there was also the eruption the volcanic eruption of mount tambora okay so you know climate is not ever a single event and and that's one of the other takeaways from this whole conversation if you if the earth and the solar system and Mother Nature, if you will, all gang up on us all at once, Mm -hmm. we could have a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. If we have increased volcanic eruptions, which cause atmospheric cooling, too, and not, I, I don't know how Al Gore, what's Al Gore's proposal to stop volcanic eruptions? Right. I don't know. It's Al Gore's <laughs> proposal to stop or to
2: create sunspots. Yeah, or create more solar activity since this is a, a decrease in solar activity. Right. Uh, I'm sure he'll find a way. Don't give him any ideas. He'll These put his are name on it. things we have no control over. Yeah. And it is absolute hubris
1: mm-hmm. of humankind <laughs> to believe that we have control yeah.
2: of planetary climate. Yeah, our only obligation is to find out about them, research them, under. Understand them, so we can be prepared for them. Not, not, con- right. not, not concoct or create a narrative that pe- people are the enemy of the earth in order to push a narrative that they that they desire to push for money.
1: And and here's here's the ultimate uh, the ultimate expression of that.
2: Uh-huh. During the Middle
1: Ages, agriculture shifted towards wheat, barley, oats, things that grow above the ground. It was a warm cycle hmm. when the Little Ice Age began. Those crops failed. And after Columbus returns from, well, after Columbus didn't bring them back, but after potatoes come back mm-hmm. from the new world, we see a big switch to crops that grow underground, turnips and potatoes mm-hmm. and parsnips, because those things grow more successfully in a colder climate. Right. Okay. So places that did not adapt to colder climates, shorter growing seasons, didn't do so well. That's the moral here.
2: Okay. So we that's need how to, to be learn prepared. how to
1: adapt ourselves and our agriculture because I like to eat,
2: mm-hmm. right? Sure. So Don't we, we need
1: to think about what are we growing and what are we able to sustain with a minimal shift in the 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 length of the growing season with more rainfall or mm-hmm. you know whatever wheat wheat and corn are very susceptible yeah. to every little you they know we get a hail storm and the corn mm-hmm. is all beat down yeah. you know so we have to think differently about agriculture
2: Okay, because yeah, they're, they're very they're they're based on dry uh, lands in order to in order to plant that, and so so shifting to potatoes, shifting to those kinds of things, and thinking about those things. I always want to know how do I drive that home and be prepared. And that's this is exactly what we're talking about. If if this is coming, which seems that it is, um, and there were new science papers, there actually are scientists I think worth their salt out there. We just have too many bought off ones with grant money, but they're saying, look, the climate is driven by solar changes. Go look at the solar changes and then you'll know what's coming and then just drown out the progressive leftist crazy you know you know hysterical uh, voice of fear that you're doing it and and basically try to spread the word that yes things are happening but they're not because of the humans and how can we actually get ready that's huge question well here's
1: another really interesting part of this whole equation um, South Africa just had a cyclone, which mm-hmm. I don't think made the news anywhere outside of South Africa. Right. But they were at the very brink of some very significant um, food issues, food shortages. And what was the, the priority in South Africa? It was not, well, we have to quit driving our cars and solve the global warming problem. They needed to get seeds to people to grow food. Mm. And I'm telling you now, we need to be very cognizant of the fact that Monsanto and Terminator seeds could be very bad. We w- if there was a failure of crops and we had nothing that could reproduce itself, mm-hmm. there
2: would be, we would be in a very bad spot heirlooms heirloom seeds are the seeds that you that you purchase right, right? heirloom seeds right. and you can get those at Amish stores you can get those all over the country a lot of people produce those but you have to look for it and you've got to do some homework uh, to find good seeds because a lot of people you just even go to their local nursery to get seeds I wouldn't I'd actually get the heirloom.
1: Well, what you do for your garden this summer is mm-hmm. fine, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, sure. But think about your long-term food health. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what will it take? Is I know in the Midwest where I am, everybody has a backyard garden. Everybody grows tomatoes, mm-hmm. and we have had several years now where tomatoes. In backyard gardens, have done very poorly, partly because of rainfall, partly because of sun not having enough sunshine for them, and partly just because of disease and the seeds that the plants themselves are not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're beginning to see that being manifest. You know that that our our seed stock is not healthy right. and the plants are not healthy. We could create for ourselves our own food disaster by yeah, continuing right. to support. That kind of agriculture.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: But mm. I guess the bigger picture. And and I, I can't tell people enough to take a look at this. We have to remember, you know, people lived through the, the, the Little Ice Age. Mm-hmm. They did. And, in fact, some good came of it in In England, when was the last time you heard about the Thames River freezing over
2: yeah <laughs> no, i haven
1: 't i never in my lifetime yeah. have I ever heard of that right. but it was such a common occurrence at one point during the little ice Age that people had what they called frost fairs out on the on the ice on the river. Hmm. It was a big celebration thing right I think' kind of in- cool that the canals in Holland froze over mm-hmm. those are not part of our world right now we don't have any collective memory of it and i'm very worried that what's going to happen right Mm -hmm. is that the global warming crowd is going to say look there it is see the climates are changing right well who says that climate has always been
2: stable true what is the norm for the earth it's always cyclical which means it's always changing always we're not right we're we're not free from that yeah so, we are not. So they're putting out this fact that we had this long run and now we have too many humans and this is why it's changing and that's there there could be nothing farther from the truth. <laughs>
1: so, so, you know, help to educate yeah. your friends and neighbors that mm-hmm. yeah, indeed, we may be facing some rough years of climate instability, especially mm-hmm. localized problems, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's
2: just good but to know do the truth. But do what you
1: can to take care of yourself. If we had food scarcity, and I'm predicting we're going to see we are some food scarcity in the fall. Yep, yep. Because we had we had what was the the blizzards that that mm-hmm. swept the upper plains this and April. slow planting. Yeah, we,
2: we are we're going to we see some changes. We have almost
1: the entire Midwest that's struggling to get corn in the ground. Right. Well, we're going to see some increased food prices. So, what can you do now to help overcome a food shortage mm-hmm. or increased food prices? We're going to fall.
2: We're going to come right back and check this out. What has this done to governments? To events happening? Wars? This is interesting. Come right
3: back with us, Kate Daly Show. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm looking
4: for the rocks. Uh, what are you doing?
3: I'm finding the cash with the AOB app. The what? The All On Biz app. And on top of that, I saved eight bucks at lunch today. Well, how do you spell that? A-L-L-O-N-B-I-Z.
4: Home. It's a small word with a big meaning. It's more than a roof over your head. Home protects us, binds us together, and houses a lifetime of memories. For over 80 years, the Golden West Credit Union has helped families of all kinds find their place they call home first home, to your dream home, and everything in between. We have a mortgage or home equity product designed especially for you. Golden West Credit Union. Equal housing lender NMLS 440574. We'll take care of you. Attention homeowners, as your heating and AC system struggled and you've wondered when is the best time to upgrade that old system, now is the time to let the Air Care Pros at Air Care Professionals upgrade that old system to a new energy-efficient Bryant system. Plus, get up to $2,450 off in rebates on a new Bryant system and 0% equipment financing options OAC. Air Care Professionals and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Call Air Care Professionals today at 628-2423, online at aircarepros.com. Voted Best of Southern Utah 2019. It has been ex- Extended for a few more days. Cannonball! So you can kick off summer with big savings during the Memorial Day sale at the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store. Save up to fifty percent, or get five years special financing with no minimum purchase. Doorbuster savings include this super comfy sofa for just five ninety nine, and this queen panel bed for just two twenty nine. Get the entire family around this massive and beautiful dining room table and save three hundred dollars. Yeah! your way into the Ashley Sleep Center to get three-year special financing on Ashley Sleep and Beauty Rest Mattresses. Plus, look for special tags throughout the store for even bigger discounts. It has been extended for a few more days. Kick off summer with big-time savings during the Memorial Day sale. Right now, at the Ashley Home Store on East Redcliffs Drive, in between the DI and the Pineview Stadium 10, all financing OACC store for details. you going to love this Ashley. The deals are heating up now during Finley Kia's Summer Sticker Sales Event. Travel in style in your new Optima and get a $3,000 rebate plus 1,000 Summer Sticker Bonus Cash. Up to 4000 in rebates on 2019 Optima LX. Or get your Forte with a $1,000 rebate plus 1,000 in Summer Sticker Bonus Cash. That's up to 2000 in rebates on the all-new 2019 Forte. Hurry. Offers expire May 31st. The Summer Sticker Sales Event now at Finley Kia on the savings side of the freeway. FinleyKiaStGeorge.com. Steamroller copies, we're the one
1: to help you till your work is done The full service business center makes your day run so much better
3: Rubber stamps, letterheads, colored copies, blue and red Invent- for the wedding, Facting and computer vanning.
4: Steamroller Copies has the largest selection of wedding invitations in southern Utah.
3: For all you brides-to-be, right now we have special pricing on custom wedding invitations. Purchase 500 invites for only $149.
4: That's right, $149. At Steamroller Copies, we offer our personal attention and ability to customize your wedding announcement to match your unique style and personality.
3: Additional wedding accessories we offer at Steamroller include lined envelopes, enclosure cards, guest books, thank you cards, bridal canvases and oversized photo prints.
4: Come in to any Steamroller Copies location: St. George Boulevard, South River Road, or State Street in Hurricane.
3: Steamroller Copies always asking,
4: "What do you want to print today?"
1: The Fall Service Business Center, Steamroller
4: Copies. John Gibson, digging up
0: history. The year is 1010. The hero of our story is a monk in a monastery. The oh my god moment, the monk figured out how to fly. That's story after this. (laughs) Want to get back that full head of hair you once had? Now you can do something about hair loss with Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to help you return to a full-bodied head of hair. Reveal for men and women, too, for all types of hair. 30-day money-back guarantee. Get yours at JohnGibson.com. That's Reveal for hair at JohnGibson.com. Click on the Juness button on the right. JohnGibson.com. Juness. Almost a millennium before the Wright Brothers, there was Elmer. He was a monk at the Malmesbury Abbey in England and Elmer wanted to fly. Elmer figured out how to make a pair of wings and he strapped them to his arms and feet. With the other monks watching and one writing it all down, Elmer took his wings to the tower of the Abbey and launched himself. He did not immediately crash to the ground. His fellow monk wrote that Elmer flew, or glided, a furlong, which is two football fields. Then he crashed to the ground. He broke both legs. He was lame ever after. Almost a thousand years before the Wright brothers, there was Elmer the Flying Monk. I'm John Gibson, digging up history.
4: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. The word was spoke between us. There was a little risk involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try
2: imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. And you can go to katedalyradio.com on Twitter and uh, for the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. It's The Kate Daly Show. Go ahead and look it up and and join in the fun. We're always talking about something. And uh, I have Melissa Smith on who comes on every Wednesday at this time. And she's talking about just such a great subject. And I think what's great about it, we were just talking off air and I have to give her so much credit, is that you have the political nightmare of human-caused global climate change that we have been faced to have to You know, that we have to endure from the from the left. They have made weather political. They have made climate change political. It isn't. This is such an easy subject because it's so cyclical and there are so many answers for it being cyclical that the that the human doesn't have a whole lot to do with it, nor can we control it. And so this is what I love about about Melissa and her diving into this kind of research and and her take on this is going away from the political mess into what is actually going on. And this is why the left progressives that narrative calls this controversial is they don't want to admit all of this um, is is. Really, the cause of it, and so this is actually you can actually go back in the wayback machine right, Melissa, and look at all the events and wars and things, and so much of it uh, comes about during different cycles. This is what I kind of find fascinating about our past
1: well, yeah, and I think I think food instability is really underrated mm-hmm. as a cause of political change, yes, Bingo. when people are well fed they they tend to just kind of go about their business right. Um, But when people are hungry.
2: Whoops, did we lose you? Oh, I wonder if we lost her. Darn it! You know she's she's right in the middle of storms. Um, hopefully she'll come right back on and, uh, and talk to us because in history she was just she was just mentioning the Stradivarius uh, violins that they can't be made anymore because they were made from a wood during a certain time um, that that had atmospheric um, um, stuff going on. She'll be able to describe this so much better. But they actually had stuff going on that uh, that, that lent itself to the kind of wood that made those. Violins, and she was commenting to me on the break about that, because that in of itself, there are so many things that depend on this kind of activity. I was just discussing the Stradivarius violins while you were off the air, Melissa. Go right ahead into oh, history. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine.
1: Um, Well, uh, what I was saying was that that when people are hungry, it gets them off the mark, sure, and tremendous tremendous change can happen. The graph that I found correlated the falls of Chinese dynasties with grand solar minimums.
2: Oh, that's interesting. And we're in one right now that just started, correct?
1: We are just at the very, very beginning of it. And it's coming earlier. They had predicted this to begin in uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. This is only early. Right. It started January of 2019. So we're a year ahead, but I suppose in solar time, that's not very much, right? Right. Um, But, yeah, you can look at lots of historical events that kind of correlate with uh, some of these solar events and the Little Ice Age. It's very fascinating. Um, We don't often think about some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's one that I think is fascinating. Um, In the 1640s and 1650s, which was the beginning of the Maunder Minimum, Mm -hmm. Um, there was a civil war in the British Empire. This war, combined with the effects of a series of failed harvests that led to famines and plague, killed approximately a quarter of a million of people in England, Scotland, and Wales, or 7% of the population. Mm. Um, The population in Ireland alone fell by 20% in 60 in 1655 it was recorded that a man might travel 20 or 30 miles in ireland and not see a living creature except for very aged men with women and children um, because of the terrible famine wow. in scot it produced in scotland a famine the like of which the like had never been seen in this kingdom heretofore hmm. so you know this is that's kind of amazing a civil war raging a great and it was in part due to colder temperatures
2: interesting the famine Mm
1: -hmm. cut back on their ability to feed themselves
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, some other things that you might be interested in the start of the grand solar or the start of the little ice age Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um, if you reach all the way back if it depends on where you benchmark the start of it Mm -hmm. but you have the great The the bubonic plagues that swept through Europe for year, you know, swept through year upon year upon year, Mm -hmm. wiping out huge chunks of population. It's fascinating because I remember sitting in my history classes, hearing about how the population has expanded during the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. And then here comes the plague. And it began to wipe out the population. But I never heard any correlation between that. And climate. Right. And there's a very direct correlation. The people, the very first people who brought the plague out of Asia into the the trade routes were the Mongols Mm -hmm. who were suffering from food displacement because of the colder climate. Right. So they were on the they were on the the lookout for a better place to live. They were on the move and they brought the plague with them mm-hmm. and intersected with people who were on the trade routes into Europe. And then it was the the sailors that brought the plague from those trade routes into Europe itself. Right. But there's a, there's a climate connection here. People don't just up and pick up and move around. They don't just leave for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. There's something that starts the ball, ball rolling. And in this case, it was a changing climate. Right. Right. So that's, I, I just find all of that. Here's, here's another thing that I think we often forget. Mm-hmm. People do much better in a warmer climate than a colder one. Hmm. Just remember True. that. Okay. For That's all of this, oh, global warming, global warming. <laughs> because of global warming, uh-huh. because of uh, we have been in a multi-year warming f- trend, we are able to grow more food mm-hmm. to feed more people.
2: Right. Right.
1: If indeed the mm-hmm. earth is going to begin to cool, we will be less able to feed more people. Mhm. So these kind of that's, scatterbrained that's ideas yeah. that we need to fly aerosol particles into our atmosphere <laughs> to help reduce the CO2 emissions. Mm-hmm. Do we really have that kind of a death wish?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. It is. It's. Uh, we, we don't... Uh... We don't understand enough. We don't study this enough. Like you said in the beginning, um, this subject sometimes gets a big snore. It shouldn't, though, because it does affect our lives. I mean, continuously affect our lives. It's just not human cause. But it it affects you and I. It affects our food supply. It affects the events that happen. It affects uh, it has obviously affected us through the ages. Why do we think we're free from that? Why do we suddenly think that we're going to be free from um, a mini ice age coming because of the very things you're talking about that are causing it? I mean, we have to be prepared for all things. And that's why we even do the show and remind remind everyone about this, including me, because um, I'm not immune either, and neither are you. It's it's kind of a, a big a remembrance, a kind of a hearkening to, oh, my gosh, how prepared are we, actually? I don't think too many of us are.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and I, I really... If we're talking about a mini ice age that lasts perhaps as long as 50 years, the Mm -hmm. maunder minimum, by the way, lasted 70 years. But if if we have a shorter one, say it's 30 years, Mm -hmm. who can hold out on, on stored food for 30 years? Right. Not me. I mean, it's going to require some skill in growing food. (laughs) We're going to have to rethink (laughs) what we're doing and how we're
2: preparing. Right, right. Uh, and, and know that, that we're that's cyclical. That's a whole different kind
1: of equation. Lots of people can say, "Well, I can put, you know, I can have my 40, my, you know, forty-eight mm-hmm. hour seventy-two hour kit. I can have food for three months." But three months is not what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, we're talking about a long-term one that we're not prepared for in any way. We're only, we're, some of us are only prepared for a short-term emergency, if that. And other than that, we're heavily reliant are heavily reliant. We went from 915 million acres of farmland in 1982 to, to um, now 253 million. That's a huge drop in farmland. We are honestly having a lot of foreign entities come by f- farmland. What would happen, and I posed this question earlier, what would happen if those foreign entities decided they didn't want to have that food go to us? Um, so we're already at a disadvantage with the 30 million acres foreign entities of that 253 that they own. And so there are questions here that we need to think about in the future. What are we going to do? A lot of people out there aren't used to growing.
1: This is where it does become political. Mm -hmm. For example, this year, for the first time ever, Germany is going to need to import wheat.
2: Wow. They haven't, have they?
1: Mm -hmm. They have not. And so who's going to supply that? What happens if our wheat crop is severely limited or restricted? And there is none to be sold. Mm -hmm. What kind of economic and social and political upheavals will there be? Mm. There could be very substantial uh, consequences and ramifications of this. Be on the lookout, however, like I said, for politicians to play it to their own advantage.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Because that's what they do,
2: right? Mm -hmm.
1: But hopefully... Some of us out here can be smarter and say, "Wait, that's not the solution." Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need to be able to say that. We need to be working on policies that help uh, all of us to be food independent, and that's in one- our nation to be food
2: independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing that we are not talking about. It's funny that the battle over climate change has resulted in just that, a politicized battle in which nobody then pays attention to the actual thing going on that the very thing we're talking about which results in food shortages, which which results in our ability to live through uh certain certain kinds of weather that are coming um if they're coming. So that's what that's what isn't talked about when everybody's when everybody's bantering over the battle that they want you to have, so climate change, not climate change, isn't isn't exactly the argument. It's politicized climate change versus actual climate change caused by cycles that have existed forever. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and that's why the we're real conversation is: mm-hmm. if the
1: climate is really changing, uh-huh. what do we do about it? Is cap and trade really a solution? Mm-hmm. A cap and trade is just a shell game, right? increased taxation on people is a shell game. Will, you know, windmills really be the solution Mm -hmm. to a food shortage? Right. It will not, in my opinion. This this is not... (laughs) Not Unless you can eat them. This is not sensible (laughs) policy to think that any of those things really will address a changing climate. We're so intent on fixing the climate Mm -hmm. that... Time's a waste, in folks. We, yeah. we, and we need to be talking about well, how to cope with the changing yeah, climate, exactly. The how whole, to
2: fix it. The whole point is you can't. And so no amount of money that they want to tax us to death and steal from us to go to climate change, where it goes, nobody knows, um, can't fix anything. Like you, like you just said, it can't fix it. The only thing we can do is understand it, prepare for it. So the, the dialogue in America has to change. Get out of their argument of, politi- uh, of politicizing this. Because they're drawing you into a, a nowhere narrative, a narrative that's a lie, to get you from, from thinking that you have to actually wonder about all the things that Melissa brought up. So that's why this is so important. This hour is important to maybe remind us a little bit of what's coming, what's on the horizon that we need to be ready for. We're accountable for that.
1: Well, we do know what the solutions to global warming do. Mm-hmm. We do know what they do. They give politicians a whole lot of money and power.
2: Yes, and votes. And
1: a whole lot of money and power Uh does not feed anybody. Right, right. Because they're not talking about food. I I wish they could leave my pocketbook out of it while Mm -hmm. I invest in my own abilities and skills to grow grow some food or to become more self-reliant
2: in, in fa- my own home in, fact, and in if, my own community. If you look at the headlines you won't find much about food. What you will find is food on farmers blogs and 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 outlets that discuss farmlands and things like that that are that are really specific to that group but not on front page news. What is it today all about Mueller? It's it's either Mueller or climate change or or the events going on within the administration but not exactly anything like this. That's why I love Melissa, she's willing to bring this up, and it's a great conversation to have. It's a great learning tool. I really appreciate you, Melissa.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just really, really concerned about some of the really ridiculous proposals that have been put mm-hmm. out there to fix global yeah. warming.
2: <laughs> and that's exactly what they all are. They're ridiculous. You can't fix it. It's like it's like, no. it's like gathering money if I went and had a lemonade stand so I could fix the sun. I mean, that's how ridiculous this is. Money yeah. doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Melissa, thank you. Melissa Smith, I uh, really appreciate you chiming in on this. And uh, you can have this hour on podcast at the end of the show, or tomorrow morning it'll be available. And make sure you share that far and wide. Thanks again, Melissa. And on to the next hour. A lot to talk about. Stay with me on The Kate Dollar Show.
3: Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today?
4: Get ready for adventure exploring the great outdoors. It's Finley Subaru's Memorial Sales Event. Get 0% APR financing or $1,750 retailer cash back on all new 2019 Subaru Outback models. Take advantage of 0% and similar savings on Finley Subaru's huge selection of 2019...
3: Finally,
0: a national media platform that focuses on what you stand for instead of telling you who or what you should be against. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.